Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. We were just chatting a little bit about um, Brian <laughs> that went viral <laughs> this past week. Um, so we were chatting a little bit about that. It went viral um, mainly because a hater retweeted it though, right? Well, I mean, a lot of people loved it too. There's tons of retweets. but I'm not entirely sure how it went viral. I do know like the first day, usually if it goes viral, all the Christians really like it. Yeah. But then the troll Christian hating followers of those Christians will usually yeah. find it the second or third day. And that's what makes it go even more viral. But then there was like a Pulitzer Prize winner that responded to it or retweeted, which that's probably what put it over. So, okay. Yeah. So um, in case our listeners don't know, maybe just tell them the tweet and what happened. Because it's a good story, guys. It's a good story. <laughs> um, I think he was just tweeting. He said, like women don't realize the the power to shape culture that they actually would have if they would smile more, wear a dress occasionally, and be sexually responsive to their husbands. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was more to it too. Like it wasn't it wasn't an insane statement. Like it was all things that Christian women would be like, yeah, those aren't bad things. Yes. And then I the mean, last line really- was great. The last line was great. Like. Um, I can't remember. Something about, you should just read it. Yeah, let me just pull it up because people are still, I mean, I still had people this morning on there commenting, telling me, I'll help you out of your marriage. Your children are abused. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Jared. Whenever Jared told me that Brian said that people were messaging you, offering to like come and rescue you and get you out of this <laughs> terrible situation, I was dying laughing. I know, me like, too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I bet Lexi took that as a great opportunity. Yes. Okay, here it is. He said, many women underestimate the influence they would wield at home with a few simple acts, wearing dresses more, smiling a whole lot, cultivating sexual responsiveness, covering offenses with grace, verbally respecting their husband. Smiling femininity is powerfully culture shaping. Yes, that last line is very commonplaceable. (laughs) Wow. So... And yep. yeah, a lot of feminists, angry feminists, angry, unhappy feminists hated that. Um, and I love it and that they're following him now. And I hope they follow you and see your smiling wifeness yes. and <clears throat> the reality of what those kind of things actually do in a marriage. <laughs> you know, and that's, I think that's what I realized, um, especially so many people. I had commented a few days before that I posted something about modesty. And so a lot of guys with both of us, obviously you can see that we're married. They were hopping on my modesty thread and they were just, just same, same sort of stuff, just hating any sort of a scriptural idea for beauty. But it made me realize like Christians want to act like clothing is neutral, but it's very clear to me Mm -hmm. from these two simple comments that it is not a neutral issue. And we have got to stop acting like it Mm -hmm. because if they're hating this much over the fact that we're saying maybe a woman should put a dress on occasionally, there's no way that's a neutral topic. No right. way. If it's that infuriating to a feminist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yep. glory to God. I'm glad yep. a lot of people read it. 
A lot of good laughs. If you want to go laugh, go read it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, Jared and Brian did a podcast this past week. So I'm very excited to listen to that one. Yeah. (laughs) What were they talking about? Um, Jared's told me and I can't remember now. He told me the gist of it. There was like three different things that they went over and I can't remember now what they were. But they all sounded like things I was interested in. So when Mm -hmm. it comes out, I'm excited. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Is that what their meeting was the other day? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. So actually I did have an, that was just an extra little for the fun of it (laughs) story for y'all. We actually have an icebreaker and it's not really an icebreaker because it's really just a question that I needed to ask Lexi, but I thought I'll save it for the podcast. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask her what CD she likes for singing the Psalms. And I think that someone actually mentioned or maybe commented this on one of our posts. Um, if we had advice for, um, good Psalms CDs, like ways to learn the Psalms. If you didn't grow up singing the Psalms or, or not in a church that's singing the Psalms very often, um, yeah. what CDs that you like for that? That one that mm-hmm. you sent me that Brian redid, I loved. Um, and I know that you guys do them because you told me about listening to some while you were in labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, this is kind of a new thing for us as a church. We're just maybe a year into just singing hymns and mostly Psalms at this point. Um, so this is like, especially since we went to Christ church and I got to see how they do it all there. I feel like we're barely scratching the surface. We have so much work to recover in the modern church um, in this regard. So honestly, I could probably turn this into an entire podcast because I think about this so much, but I do want to preface this with the fact that I am not at all musical. Not cool. <laughs> Um, so Brian, when we did the whole COVID thing, you know, we were doing family worship at home just for six weeks and I was just, I wasn't embarrassed to sing in front of him, but I just don't feel like I'm a good singer. And so I wasn't really finding the same joy in it as I do when singing as a congregation. And my husband has been a worship leader for 15 years. So I was feeling awkward singing with him. Um, but he was just, he just reminded me like, Lexi, it's a command in scripture to sing the Psalms, whether or not you're good at doing it. So I just, I share that because it can feel so overwhelming, especially if you don't know music very well. So, um, take heart, do it out of obedience to the Lord, if nothing else. And I swear he will increase your joy in it. I don't know how else to describe it, but, um, some resources we have kind of used, we followed for the last two years, we tried to follow Logos's, um, Cantus Christi and, (laughs) Just to give you an example, theirs, their um, homeschool schedule is like maybe four different hymns a month. We committed to learning one for the entire year. One. Okay, so that was like two years ago. We brought that one um, into our church. Our church did really great with that. Um, and so since then, in the last year is when Brian has kind of started recording his own. Because if you don't know how to read music and you don't have large groups of doing this singing harm harmony, there's not a lot of resources out there for you. It can sound really overwhelming because most of them are singing groups. So you can't even really understand where the words are stopping and starting, if that makes sense, even if you have the lyrics in front of you. So he has been setting some songs to music for the last over a year now, um, just with guitar. So it's, and just him singing. So it's really easy to hear. And we have those up on our refuge church app, but he just uploaded the first one onto the Refuge Church YouTube channel. And he said, if you subscribe, you'll get notifications for when the new ones come up. 
And the nice thing about that is that there's, there's lyrics on them. So you can immediately see the lyrics right there and sing it with your family. Um, Christchurch does have like a music library on their website that we have, we haven't checked that one out because we like to listen on Spotify on, let's see if I can look it up because they have basically two, they have Cantus Christi, which is their hymnal, but then they have, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's in Latin. Saint, uh, Cantica Sanctorum, a collection of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Those are beautiful. And I guess my best advice is just like, look through a lot of them, get Cantus Christi in person, find a short one, start with a short one and build from there. Um, but there aren't, honestly, there just aren't a ton of resources. And the music director at Christ Church, I think his name is Mark. Um, he kind of told us like they're severely aware of the fact that there's a huge lack in our modern church knowing how to do this. And so they're trying to come up with more resources. Um, it's just not something that is super available right now. So Brian really is trying his hardest to make it as doable and um, easy for the person that has no ear training. Because the thing is, everyone, every single person grew up having their ears trained to sing and read music. And we just don't do that anymore. So it's very, it's a hard skill for us to learn. And it feels weird to be doing it. But, and it's very physically, at the beginning of Cantus Christi, he talks about how, you, Doug Wilson talks about how you actually do have to be in like good physical shape to sing as much as they do. And when we went to their Psalm sing, we were sitting out there and he was actually giving us breaks where he'd say, okay, sit down for a little bit before we start the next one. Um, just because they understand that it's a holistic embodied experience to be singing the Psalms like that. So, <laughs> um, do it like start somewhere, start very small, go check out those few resources that are out there, but just know like it's, a work worth recovering. And it's a work that I really do think will be accomplished by the zeal of the Lord as people just start to value God's word again. I don't really know how else to describe it. Cool. So yeah. Is there any, anything else specifically? No, no, that's good. Um, our worship pastor, Andy, I know has recently been incorporating Psalms for the first time with our church. So this is something that um, our Christchurch listeners will be hearing more of as well. And I'm excited that um, God was kind of moving on his heart, similar time as us to want to start doing that. So mm -hmm. it's cool. I would really, really recommend um, the only thing we pay for someone to do outside the house for our kids is they are in a program called Let's Play Music and it's to train their ears and um, to read sight music. And to us, because it is a command in scripture, it's, that's a big deal to us that we know we're not equipped enough to pass it on to our kids, but we just feel like it's an easy way for us to obey Ephesians and training up our children in, um, in the instruction of the Lord. So if it's within your guys' means, that's one easy way to just kind of give the gift of the Psalms to your kids. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Um, and Ransom's karate class, he had like a Christian karate class, which hasn't started back oh, yet. Since awesome. But yeah, um, they, part of their ranking tests was memorizing scripture. And so um, mm -hmm. a portion of a Psalm and the teacher gave a website that you can go on and look up any Psalm and it will tell you what tunes that it will line up with. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, you yeah. should figure out what that is. Yeah, I need to do that. Um, 
but it was really cool because it had like three on, on the one that we did. Um, it had like three different, um, hymns that you could like pick a tune that it would go with. It was like, blessed is the one who does that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I obviously don't sing either, but it was really cool just to be able to like grab a song, plug it in and it'll tell you a tune. Mm-hmm. So, that is so cool. Yeah. I'll put, I'll make a note of that to try to look up yeah. um, website for that. Okay. So you want to introduce what we're actually going to be talking about today? What are we talking about oh. in this oh, podcast? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somebody somewhere recommended, um, well, they asked if we talk about our Advent plans. So I try to start, <laughs> I try to have all my Advent stuff done sometime in October. So we're a little ahead of the game, but we wanted to kind of put this together for a resource for you guys. Um, so Advent is not like celebrated Christian church wide, if you will, although I think it should be celebrated more. <laughs> um, we're not like strict, strict Advent followers. I just, I really like to look at it as a season of um, just celebration, like going completely all out. If you're not going to go all out every, any other time of the year, Easter day and Advent go all out. So um, we don't, I try not to plan any school even for the month of December. So have you guys ever done Advent in the past, Jordan? We have only done it the past two years. And Jared and I, neither one grew up doing Advent. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I had never even heard the term Advent until probably five years ago, which is so crazy because I did grow up in the church. It's just not something like in, um, I don't know, it's it's not something that's talked about that much in the churches that I Mm -hmm. went to. Um, Yeah. But uh, I, Jared and I are still majorly learning about it and learning what we want to do with our family. But we have done things the past couple of years and mm-hmm. it's been really cool. And I've been thankful because our homeschool curriculum has incorporated it in also. So for our month of December, um, they kind of, we pull back on a lot of our normal schooling and just oh, that's cool. more on like special things, um, yeah. celebratory things. That's way cool, actually. I love that. Yeah, so I didn't grow up with Advent either. I think I first heard the term when Ari was a baby. And um, so what happened historically was basically that the Catholic, when the Reformation happened, they were trying to throw out anything that was not scriptural. And because the actual practice of Advent is not found in scripture, they kind of went away with that because almost every single day of the year was some sort of a celebration for the Roman Catholics. But it was so invasive in their life that they were even dictating when they could or could not have sex as married couples based upon, um, calendar and stuff. the feast days. Yeah. So that obviously that was not good. And then the reformers needed to get rid of that for a reason, but the early, I think it was the first century church ended up keeping, there were five feast Christian feast days. I think it was the Passover, um, Christmas, I'm going to butcher them. Ascension, Pentecost, and I can't remember what the other one is. But um, a season of Advent was in there. And if you guys are like super duper new to this, I would definitely check out um, God Rest You, Mary. Is that what it's called? Did you read that? Mm-mm. Jared did. Okay. Doug Wilson's Advent, God Rest You, Mary, is so good to just catch a cheerful vision of what you're trying to do with Advent. Um. So what I like to do is, did, did we talk about this last year? It's almost been a year, hasn't it? Have we talked about this? I don't know. I don't well, know. we're doing it for anyways. <laughs> I don't know if we did. 
So I like to pick the days when Advent starts, which I think is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And I just like number them all out. And I kind of try to come up with a list of activities, just really, really basic stuff. Like maybe one night we have hot chocolate after dinner or we make cookies on, I have like three of our favorite Christmas cookie recipes and I'll kind of plug those into different days. Um, but this year, I, I think, I don't know, I need to talk to Brian about it a little bit more, but I really want to try to actually celebrate the 12 days of Christmas. So not giving up on December 26th and just taking everything down because I'm so sick of it, but really trying to hold out. Oh man, that'd be cool. And remember that feeling of like, they were waiting for a savior. We are waiting for a savior. That's what this is for. Um, celebrating everything, but going completely out for Christmas and taking it into the 12 days of Christmas afterward. Um, and I think I was talking to Paige about it last year because I think they celebrate the 12 days, if I remember. And she was just talking about like praying through those last 12 days. You're so sick of celebrating, but also realizing like this is what entering into heaven is going to be like. And I need the Lord to prepare me to enter into that eternal work of celebration. Mm. And so I just think that is such a unique time to be able to do that. Um, we've, we've, this is the first full year. We've done two other feast days where we're trying to celebrate, um, Ascension and Pentecost as well. Mm -hmm. And so it really like, you don't think about it. I guess as moms, we do think about it, but we can just rush through the celebration so fast because we're so sick of the work, (laughs) but that's actually, that's like what we're created to be doing. Like that's the, um, the culmination of our life is going to be a basically a one long feast in heaven with the Lord. Yeah. So, or on the new earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But those are just kind of my thoughts on Advent. That's cool. Um, So I actually wrote down some things that I, we are planning to do this year, which I'm pretty excited. Hmm. That's Um, awesome. So we do a couple different things. Um, Last year, I got one of the rings with that you put like the yeah, ring yeah. candles in. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to do the for the four Sunday nights, we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like themes, which I'm still learning all this, guys. So like for the hope theme, the theme of hope night, we're going to do like a scavenger hunt and talk about Old Testament mm-hmm. forward to the coming of the Messiah. And God gave them signs and promises of the coming hope. Now we wait with eager mm-hmm. longing um, and hope for Christ's return and talk about Maranatha and just do like a little scavenger hunt for that. And mm-hmm. then um, for the faith night. Um, oh, I think we're going to get the boys, give the boys like an unexpected gift for that and talk about how faith is a mm-hmm. gift. And oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Them Bibles, new Bibles, because um, they're both getting the age where they want to carry a Bible, but mm-hmm. they don't have like one that's actually their own Bible yet, other than like preschool Bible. Ransom has like a preschool yeah. Bible and stuff like that. Um, and then for the next one is joy. So we're going to do feast, like some kind of dinner that we all really like mm-hmm. and do like a dance party and a Christmas movie and just have like a really fun yeah. filled evening. And talk about God bestowing good things on his people, um, that we have joy in him. And then peace, we're going to load up, go look at Christmas lights, and drink hot chocolate. Mm, That's fun. So are you guys kind of trying to concentrate it on the Sunday nights? Yes, for those. That's a really good idea. That's a great idea. Since we have, like, the visual aspect of the little ring and the wreath thing, Mm -hmm. light the candles, we're going to, like – yeah do that on the Sunday nights, light the candles and then do a little activity that goes along with it and a little, um, 
lesson that kind of um, displays what the concept that we're trying to get across. And then last year I got a little house where you open the doors. Mm -hmm. So, um, Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was really fun. I read it. I painted it and redid it. Um, which was really fun. I'm like, Oh man, I need to get a dollhouse to redo for Pravi. (laughs) I enjoyed doing that. But so we did that last year and we'll probably do that again this year. And I just filled it full of like trinkets and chocolates and little things you could put inside the doors. That's way fun. So huh. those are our plans. Those are our plans that we're going to do for, um, for Advent season this year. But it starts, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was like November 29th is the first Sunday night. Mm. I want to try, since we are really trying to recover this legacy of singing, um, I want to do some caroling as a whole church yeah. out in our city this year. I'm going to try and organize that. Yeah. Another really cool one to just focus on in that time is Handel's Messiah because it's straight scripture from Isaiah. And if your kids can like leave and graduate out of your home, having large portions of Isaiah (laughs) memorized, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. So we like to use Handel's Messiah. Making a note of that. That would be awesome. I don't think, I don't know where everyone's different in the world, but um, I don't think our local orchestras and symphonies are playing this year but i know that you can go you could go find out where your local um, musicians are putting on that performance that time of the year okay yeah that'd be cool fun. um i'm also due in december so i'm holding all of oh, yeah. very loosely <laughs> because i don't know how far we'll get and you know all of that it's true every year due to have a baby but these are our plans <laughs> Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, got anything else to say about Advent plans? Um, I just, I like, uh, what's her name? Lila Lawler. Her blog is like mother, like daughter. She's Catholic, but because she's Catholic, she's put a lot of time into thinking about how to celebrate these Christian holidays. But she always talks about um, Advent as the season of really inspiring wonder in children. And I just think that simplification of remembering that, God came down as a baby with physical flesh that should inspire on wonder in us. So when you're thinking through your activities, like it doesn't have to be major children love the littlest of things, even if it's just one day you purpose to go build a snowman with them, like just make space for that wonder Mm -hmm. in that season. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. Um, I just finished reading fit to burst for my yearly reading of Fit to Burst. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, one of the portions of a chapter, she talks about um, stress and that there's like a certain type of stress that's on Thanksgiving <clears throat> or in, in this <clears throat> conversation, you could say Advent, <laughs> where you're mm-hmm. stressed because you have so many things to do, but it's not a, it's not a stress like a, a sinful stress, but just a stress of like, she calls it frizzy hair and tired legs because you've been doing lots of good things. <laughs> And yes, yeah. yeah. And, and so like in our Advent and Christmas season, this is an awesome opportunity for culture building, memory building, mm-hmm. all those cozy feelings yeah. that, um, as we talked about in our episode about nostalgia that give opportunities for us to glorify God and be like, wow, this is mm-hmm. amazing. So yeah. I don't want to miss opportunities because it is work and planning and yes, sweatiness and tiredness, um, because it's good opportunities. So Anyways. Yeah. I think it, as much as of the prep as you really can get done beforehand really does allow you to just be present with your family mm-hmm. during that mm-hmm. time. Have you started Christmas shopping yet? Oh, yes. 
Yeah, me too. I'm deep into it. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I I think I mentioned before, like, I don't want to wrap presents when I'm super gigantic. So I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get this done where I can still (laughs) get on the floor and do that kind of stuff easily is my plan. So yeah, we have done quite a bit already. I have one family, one of our families that we buy for almost done. So we're getting there. I'm doing a little awesome. less though to like, and it also is nice because it's like spreading out the budget of buying things, which yes. yeah. normally I shop kind of early, but it's usually all like in November and December usually. Yeah. I'm never usually buying in August. <laughs> <laughs> so this awesome. is kind of nice for the budget also. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll buy a family here, buy a family there. Yeah. Anyway, and I've been able to get some things on sale and mm-hmm. randomness that I wouldn't have normally done because I wouldn't have been thinking about it this early. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I should go buy some things that I was thinking of for the boys that they've mentioned recently. Yeah. Go put Amazon cart real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, one thing that I bought, um, whenever we were in Florida, like in June, I bought, um, coats, Columbia jackets for my niece and nephew because it was June in Southern Florida. So they were literally like $5 a piece. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Columbia jackets. <laughs> so yeah, like, that is amazing yeah, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So June in Southern Florida is a fantastic time to buy coats. <laughs> so weird. So I was so like, okay, Christmas present. So I got them that and then I'm going to get them, of course, a toy or something to go with it. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because they're to the age where that's not exciting. A new code is not exciting. Yeah. But the mom and dad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> we only have, Brian has one niece and that's it. We don't have other cousins, so. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah, but she's fun to, she's fun to shop for because she's a girl, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her and Daphne are so girly. It's so cute. There's four cousins on one side and seven cousins on the other. So we got Oh, wow. All right. Well, those are Advent plans. Please write us and let us know what you guys are thinking for Advent. Give us good ideas. Yeah, seriously. What are some of your family traditions for Christmas? What's your favorite Christmas cookie recipe? Let us know. Mm. These are things we need to know. Hey, what is your favorite Christmas? Tell me your Christmas cookies. You said you make a few. Yeah. One of our favorites is like a molasses cookie. Oh, yes. I love molasses cookies. I should make those now because they're high in iron. Molasses is high in iron. Oh, yeah, I should do okay. that. Okay. Right I don't know if you experience this, but because I cook so much, it is actually hard to find things that are special for just holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. So I have really, really disciplined myself all year. When I've wanted one of those molasses cookies, I have just said, no, you need to wait until December. <laughs> so yeah. We love molasses. And I use Amber's Kitchen. She's on Instagram. I use her recipe and we love it so much. So, okay. So I've been, I have a question about that. So I have been mm-hmm. adding blackstrap molasses to my smoothies just because I usually get a little bit anemic during pregnancy. Is that the time of molasses that you use for those kind of cookies? Or is that's there what like- I use, yeah. Okay. No, I okay. use the blackstrap. Yeah, so yeah, that's a great excuse for me to make those cookies right now. You should um, check out Mega Foods Blood Builder. My mom is severely anemic, has been like to the ER anemic type thing, oh, and it's like powdered blood root and um, – when we were vegan back in the day, I used to take them all the time, but she, she tried it and her doctor told her after a couple appointments, her, her blood was so thick. Like he could not believe that it was working because the other, the other, um, I think she tried iron once and it just made her too sick. And so she never wanted to try it again, but you should check that out. Make a food. Cool. 
Yeah. Or molasses. Molasses tastes better. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm enjoying adding it to my smoothies. So (laughs) that's funny. Um, Okay. So we do those chocolate drop cookies that I've sent you recipe for. Those are one of our Christmassy ones. Um, And then we always do, this isn't a cookie, but puppy chow is like, for some reason has to be done at Christmas. Yes. I always forget about that. Yeah. I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. Puppy chow and Chex Mix. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know why puppy chow and Chex Mix like only happen at Christmas time, but they do in our house. You know what? It makes sense in front of a Christmassy movie. Yes. Totally makes sense. I think, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Our kids have never really been into super Christmassy movies, so I think this is going to be the year of the Christmas movie, though. Oh, we watch so many Christmas movies. Like, so our- I'm going to need. Some- okay, well, come on, let's talk about this real quick. Tell me some Christmas movies. <laughs> our list is getting so long where it's like we have so many Christmas movies to bust through. Got to start them in October. Um, okay, so let me try to think of some that we love. So, of course, we watch Charlie Brown Christmas every year. Okay. Um, Arthur Christmas is a fun one. Okay. We always watch Elf. Yes, Elf is funny. Um, what else? Man. Do you guys like vintage ones? Yes. So we like, um, what is the one with the Red Rider BB gun? Oh, A Christmas Story? Christmas Story. We oh, like yes. The boys like that one a lot. They think that one's really funny. Because there's a gun, right? Yes. Because <laughs> there is a gun. And it's about a boy and his little brother. And so they like that because there's a boy and a little brother. Do you guys um, like the Grinch? The Grinch, yeah. We do the Grinch. We haven't done that one every year, but we have done that one. Man, what other ones do we watch? I'm not remembering. Hmm. Well, if you guys have favorite Christmas movies, tell us because yeah. – also tell us your favorite Christmas movies. I'm not super up on the Christmas stuff. Yeah. So we love watching Christmas movies. Jared loves watching Christmas movies so much that he's always like, we should do Christmas in July and watch a Christmas <laughs> movie. <laughs> he loves it. So I saw he posted the other day about being so excited for fall. It was cracking me up. He loves, he loves it. He loves it's fall. So he's funny. Just the most happy, festive person on the planet. He just, that's awesome. Everything's so exciting. Which, I think we're just so cold usually that it's like, we're so excited, but we're so cold. <laughs> we can't be excited. We're too cold. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone, hope you guys are getting excited for Advent and Christmas season too. And we'll be talking to you. We'll be looking for those good advices. Good advices. That's not a word. Send us your advice. We need it, advice. guys. That's the words. All right. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.